Welcome back to the best college football pick and pod in the land, coming to you from bellyupsports.com. He is Alan Denton. I am Thomas Black, and we are here with another pick and preview episode for you, focusing in on another Big 12 team, one of those teams that features a 2023-14 team league. It's the Kansas State Wildcats. Alan Denton, how are you today? I'm great, man. I'm excited to talk about the team in purple today, which last year was one that I always love to talk about. We love to talk about them an awful lot. It is because in 2022, Kansas State was tied for the most appearances of any team in the Pick'em Slate, in the Confidence, in the ATS. They showed up nine times. So we had to be very, very familiar with Kansas State. And how about this? The fact that going into week eight, we had only seen Kansas State two times last season, but week eight, week nine, week 10, week 11, and week 12, plus the Big 12 championship, we saw them again each of those times. So this is a team that we saw across the back half of the season an awful lot. Alan, what do you remember looking back on 2022? I remember looking back and um, the fact that they had some incredible incredible fun games they were not always the prettiest team to watch but man were they tough i remember adrian martinez coming in and us thinking you know maybe this is a team that can probably win seven eight games and i think that's the reason we didn't see him very much until later on they weren't a possibility and we didn't really have too many reasons to look at them until the end and they got rolling and played some great ball games i remember that game against texas where they ended up losing by seven, but that was a really good game. I remember them destroying Oklahoma state 48 to nothing. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And then of course, probably the game of the year for them and probably in the big 12 in the big 12 championship game where they beat TCU. They had a fun coming out party. Like you said, we didn't see them early in the season, but week four, when they beat Oklahoma on the road, We had them on the ATS side on CBS Sports as a 12-and-a-half-point underdog. Not only did they cover, (laughs) they won outright at Oklahoma, and that was in the early stages of figuring out that the Sooners were one of the most overrated teams we've seen in a long time in college football. You know, a team that had absolutely no defense, and Kansas State thoroughly whipped them early in that game. You know, ended up kind of being close, but Kansas State really broke out on the scene at that time. You mentioned one of the two, but to me, the two matchups with TCU were really, really big. I look back at that first one, and sure, Kansas State lost by 10 points on the road, but that's one that if I remember right, I think it was 28-3 to late in the first half, and Kansas State <laughs> looked like they were well on their way to winning big in that game, but it was an Adrian Martinez injury, then it was a Will Howard injury at quarterback that allowed TCU to climb back in and win, and another piece in the puzzle that allowed the Horned Frogs to go all the way to the college football playoff all the way to the college football national championship. But this Kansas State team had a lot of things go well for it. They did win the rematch with TCU in the Big 12 championship, like you mentioned. And when we look at them all throughout the season, what we had in the Pick'em slate was a team that ended up going 6-3 and three overall, straight up in the confidence Pick'em, 5-4 and four in the ATS. So they were a winner on both sides. An awful lot to look back on with memories And now as we transition into 2023, we look at some of the roster changes they have had. They had four NFL draft picks, 
Edge, Felix, Anadike, Uzama, a first-rounder. He is going to be a big loss. Double-digit sacks a year ago, a lot of tackles for loss. Uh, cornerback mm-hmm. and Julius Brintz, who is a second-round pick. Multiply that, they had a couple of draft picks out of the defensive backfield, and then a couple of special weapons they had, a sixth-round draft pick in Deuce Vaughn, and an undrafted free agent that I'll highlight, and Malik Knowles, that I think were both really, really important to this team. So, Alan, as we look at some of the losses, based off what we had with this team, what are you kind of focused on as we head into 2023? I mean, some of their best players, most electric, dynamic players are gone. That is something that is quite concerning if you look at this team. And if we're honest about Kansas State, dynamic is not something you normally think of. You think of tough, physical. And we're going to talk about some of those things. But some of the really dynamic pieces in Deuce Vaughn and Malik Knowles, they're not walking back in that door. But They did bring in Treshawn Ward. He was Florida State's second leading rusher last year and brought in Iowa transferred Keegan Johnson for wide receiver help. They're not going to be as dynamic. Probably I don't see it as last year, but here's something they are going to be. They are going to bully ball you. You've got Will Howard back and they have all five starting offensive linemen back. And I think Will Howard's better than Adrian Martinez anyway. So they are going to be able to punch you right in the mouth. And you better be ready to take it. No doubt about it. And I think where you've already highlighted, this is the absolute strength of what this team has coming forward this year. Up front on the offensive line, this was already a really good offensive line a year ago. Now all of those guys are a year older. Having all five back is really unique in college football. Getting those guys back, you've got seniors all over the place. Will Howard, I'm with you. I think he was much better than what we saw with Adrian Martinez at starting quarterback once he got the opportunity. You mentioned Treshawn Ward, the transfer running back from Florida State. I think he's probably going to factor in pretty well in this offense, but they also have a young running back in DJ Giddens, who I think is going to be pretty good. They've got another receiver who was important last year in Phillip Brooks, who's back. They've got Ben Sennett back at tight end, who is a, a reasonably good factor in the passing game. I think he might be more involved this year, so I think he could be something of a weapon as well. So I'm with you. They're not going to be quite as explosive maybe, but this team is going to rely on the offensive line. It's going to rely on the running game. And with Will Howard's experience, the way he evolved as a quarterback a year ago, I think they've got a solid basis, at least on the offensive side of the football, that is going to really pay dividends in 2023. I very much agree with you. So as we factor in what we think is going to be a good offense, maybe lacking a little bit in weapons, we do have to talk about maybe the defense being decent or maybe taking a step off. But What are kind of your thoughts concerning the defense and your highest expectations, your lowest expectations for this team as we head into a new season? My greatest concern is that they only have four returning starters on a defense that wasn't great to begin with, with two of their secondary members drafted in the first six rounds, one of which was drafted in round two. Obviously, there's no way you replace anywhere close to the production of Uzama. That guy was a terror, just an absolute beast. No one could stop him. So you're not going to be able to replace him one-on-one. So it's going to be a group collective effort. This is a team that defensively, points per game, they were pretty good. But rushing and passing and total yards per game, they were all in the 60s. Not a great team in that regard. 
I think the secondary could be picked apart against some teams that can throw it really well. But I think it's still going to be a really tough team. I'm going low end. I think they go eight and four high end. I think this team can get back to 10 and two. Yeah, I think it makes an awful lot of sense. I think the offense is going to carry them. I think there probably are going to be some limitations on the defensive side, but if the defense steps up and surprises, that's where this team could be really, really good. But I think there are the limitations, like you talked about. Statistically, I would think probably isn't as good. When you lose Anadike Uzama and the difference maker he was on the defensive line, the fact, like you said, that this team rated pretty well in points per game, but not in all other categories would make me think that, hey, maybe things are going to reverse back a little bit on the defensive side of the ball plus you look at this team they were plus 12 in the turnover margin a year ago that's one Mm -hmm. of the better ratios in the entire country so odds are that's probably not going to happen again so to me it could be that this team really has to rely on this offense being close to perfect every week Uh, I think there are going to be some weeks where they completely outclass their opponents and they're going to be one of the better teams in the Big 12 and that's going to be clearly obvious but there's probably going to be some games where if this defense does reset a little bit and doesn't limit scoring the way we think they might not then they have to be in some shootouts and then they could really have their work cut out for them and some of the better matchups they'll face this season so let's look at some of the matchups in particular where you think we're going to see this team what do you think this schedule highlights for us and what are you going to be looking for from the Wildcats in 2023? I think we'll probably see them about five times, and I don't think we'll see them early. (laughs) I actually (laughs) think we'll see them. It'll be much, much the same. In some ways, I'm higher on them because I think their schedule is fairly favorable. By far and away, their toughest test is at Texas. But I think we'll probably see them maybe in a rematch against Oklahoma State that whom they beat 48 to nothing last year. I think we'll probably see them in that game in week six. I think we'll see them definitely against TCU in week eight. We'll definitely see them at Texas in week 10. And then potentially with Iowa state and that rivalry week type of game, sometimes they'll slide that one in. That was an early game last year where they won 10 to nine, which, you know, that was a very Iowa state, game last year because they didn't score but they didn't let anybody score either but so i think we'll probably see them five or six times max six and i would be surprised so probably five and we won't see them early in my opinion yeah, you're not going to see them certainly as much early. I think the only reason you might see them early is simply because of the expectations put on this team. You know, we talked about last year, there weren't a lot of expectations. Then all of a sudden they were there, they were winning games. And when we saw them, a whole bunch in our contest. So if we see them early, it'll be more so because they're the opposite end of that this year. They have some higher expectations on them. They have a returning quarterback. They've got a good run game. Uh, Chris Kleiman has done an awful lot of good things with this team over his few years at the helm. So you have a game at Missouri Saturday, September 16th. You've got a game against UCF, a new Big 12 member. You could see one of those matchups, I think, but it's not like these are absolute guarantees. I don't even know the entire landscape of what college football looks like in those weeks. So it's hard for me to say exactly where those would fit in, but it could be an opportunity to see a team like this at that point. But I'm with you. The back end of the schedule is where you're going to see this team more often. There's seems to be some high expectations around Texas Tech. They've taken some steps forward recently, so maybe you see them on October 14th. 
TCU's there on October 21st. You mentioned the game at Texas is a big one, and I think one that will easily be on our pick'em slate that week as long as things go relatively according to expectation inside the Big 12. I think that's going to be a big one and probably a difficult one for Kansas State to win, especially if they're weak on the defensive side of the ball like we're talking about. But if they surprise, that could be one heck of a game down in Texas. It absolutely could. I mean, it really has the potential to have all the fireworks in the world. Yeah, it it depends on how they come out the gate defensively. Because I I do think, as we've talked about, that offensively, they're going to be really, really good. Especially in being able to run the football on pretty much anybody. And I could very much see that game at Missouri or UCF sneaking in early on. So that might have been an oversight on my end. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. It could be a really good early start for them. Could be Kansas State winning a bunch of games early. I think that's kind of my takeaway right now. If we see Kansas State early in the season, even up through the kind of the midway point, unless a lot changes between now and then, which I don't think there's probably going to be massive changes with this slate they have. If we see them early, I'm probably going to be picking them in a confident slate, and it's probably going to be at a pretty high level. You know, of course, Mm -hmm. that depends on the rest of the slate. And against the spread, you know, of course, that's kind of matchup based and it's kind of flow of the season and how teams are playing. So I can't make a lot of guarantees like that right now, but it feels like Kansas State's a team that if you see them early, get ready to take advantage of it, get ready to lay down some points because it's going to be the opportunities that you get to kind of bank on the consistency of what they bring back and knowing that they don't play an awful lot of great opponents early. It could be a great opportunity to score pretty big early. Very much so. All right, Alan, anything else you want to cover with a team that, I don't know, it kind of feels like your expectation, mine too, that this team should be in contention to be able to contend for a Big 12 championship game. I don't know that they'll be there, but I think Kansas State's one of the few teams inside the Big 12 that should be in contention to be able to hoist a conference championship trophy at the end of the season. Very much so. I think those games at the end of the season are going to matter a whole lot because I very much think that they're going to be one of four, maybe five teams that can compete. I love it. Sounds like it to me. I agree. So if you are interested in hearing more from the best college football pick and pod in the land, if you're interested in getting in on our prizes, you can check out the links in the description for this episode because we will have the sign-up sheet for being able to get in on our contest. We're going to have hundreds of dollars of prizes on the line. If you want to subscribe On a paid level on Patreon, it's going to give us the opportunity to donate that extra cash coming into the pot for future contests. It means things will get bigger and better. And as we see more support that direction, we will find more and more ways to expand the show. It's why we have preseason episodes this year. It's why we're breaking down all these teams. But if you'd like more of these episodes, later this week, we have LSU coming up on our paid list over on Patreon. Again, you can get on board with that by subscribing for only $1.50 a month at the season ticket holder level. And then next week at this time, we're going to release an episode for the Minnesota Golden Gophers. Alan, we're going to dip into the Big Ten and another conference that's going to have a lot of change coming forward in the future, but another team around the country that is going to factor into these pick'em competitions pretty regularly. And of course, ones that we saw an awful lot in 2022. That's exactly right. We'll be ready to row that dang boat. That's right. We'll row the boat into those episodes coming up next. Alan, thank you for your time. Can't wait to do more of this as we work our way through these 14 episodes all off-season long up to the 2023 kickoff. Sounds great, man. 
Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here.